welcome back to the Daily Dimensions podcast. As always, I am your host, Smitty, back with another one, man. And I am joined by uh, one of my favorite people, man, strong woman in business, Jasmine Lewis. Welcome to the show, Jazz. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. So one of the big reasons, you know, jumping right into it, that I wanted to have you on the show is because of your brand, your your company, Natural Glow Essentials. And for anyone who hasn't heard of Natural Glow Essentials, use the products. The products is fire. <laughs> Let me start by <laughs> saying that. You. The products is fire. Like I use it myself. It started with my girlfriend. You know my girlfriend. Yeah, so she, so she, <laughs> she bought them, you know, supporting. And then, you know, I, I stole her products. I used them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, nah, this is this, this is hitting. <laughs> like it's better because I'm not a huge fan of like the original shea butters. Like they hard and they like you, right, you got to the melt them a little bit. They smell. This so was weird. this this product was different, man. So, like, being that you have your own business, that you're in the beauty industry, I just want to start by asking you, first off, is being in the beauty industry something that you always wanted to jump into, or is it something that just, like, you took a chance on, or how did you find your way into just being the owner, founder of Natural Glow Essentials? So, I would say it's a combination of both. Um, I'm very, very big on natural here. I've been natural for going on... I want to say eight years now, Mm -hmm. so that's beauty. Um, But I guess I never really thought, I never really sat down and said, oh, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to make body butters. Just um, being on social media, um, my mom actually gave me a sample. One of her coworkers at work makes some. Um, And she gave me that sample over like a year, year and a half ago. So I was like, well, this, this is good. Like, I like it. Maybe this is something that I can do. Um, and so for a while, I just was in the kitchen, like just mixing, whipping it up, whipping it up, <laughs> passing out samples, the samples looking like trash, but oh, my friends man. still supporting me. Um, Shout and, out to the friends. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, so then I did that for a while. And then it's like, all right, I think I finally got the, the right mix. I got the right amount of everything. It's, it's good. So then I finally launched. So it wasn't it, I wouldn't say it's something that I definitely knew that I wanted to do. But just being familiar with the beauty industry, natural here, um, I feel like I'm in the right spot. And then, so I only have the body butters and scrubs now, but I do have um, mm. hair products coming. I have um, room sprays coming. I have oh, a so lot. We, we yeah, expanding. I'm expanding very, very soon as we speak. That's what I'm working on right now. Um, and I'm very, very thankful for the support. If you have not purchased yet, um, I highly suggest that you do. Um, and we do have an Instagram page, Natural Glow Essentials LLC. Um, so you are able to see our products um, and everything like that. Dope, 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 dope. So now the name Natural Glow Essentials, <laughs> right? So I know the hardest part of anything is the name. Is the name. So how did you come upon the name Natural Glow Essentials? So the name, I played around with the name for a while. Um, I'm very big. Like, so I don't get my makeup done too much. I don't wear weave too much. So mm-hmm. natural for the most of the time is me. That's that's Jasmine. I'm, I'm mainly natural. Um, and so the body butters are all natural. So they're all natural butters. They're all natural oils. So it's like you putting something on your body, but it's all natural. So yeah. it's giving you that natural glow. You're not okay. using okay. any of the harmful products that's in your doves, that's in your suaves, that's in your Irish Springs. You're using mm. stuff that's literally coming from the earth and you're putting it on your body on your melanin and you get that natural glow. 
<laughs> Shout out to the melanin, man. And that 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 is true too, because you got to be conscious of what you're putting on your body. Because a lot Absolutely. of times, what you put on your body goes into your body. It gets absorbed through your skin and all that. So it is is very major. You know, keeping it natural, keeping it from the earth, keeping keeping your melanin right. So. Keeping your melanin right. And I just found out actually yesterday. I was doing research just on like people that get perms, African-American women that get perms and stuff, and I just found out, and you could do your research too, that fibroids are linked to um, the harsh chemicals that are found in perms. Nah. So a lot of African-American women that have fibroids and issues with fibroids. And that's a lot of women too. A lot of women. And ask them, the ones that you know that might have these issues, like, did they used to get perms? They might still be getting perms until this day. So when we, when I'm pushing the natural mm. hair, it's not just for the look. It's not just because our hair is naturally kinky. It ties into your health. It's for the health, too. It's for the health, too. And see, that's something I would have never known, you know. I did not know that. I did not know that. I posted it on Facebook. Somebody commented, like, how you know that? So you know me. I got my research. <laughs> I'm got, my own just talk. If you're going to put it on Facebook, yeah, you got to have Yeah, you got to have your research. And my friend's mom was actually a nurse. She commented, too. So it's like, it's mm-hmm. this is stuff that pe- a lot of people don't know. And that's why I'm so big on anything I come across. Share it with my people. Like you each one, teach one. It doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how minuscule you think it is. You need to be educating our people. That knowledge is power, man. You got to do it. You got to. So another thing too, you know, being the owner, founder, CEO, all of these titles and different things. How is it, you know, starting your own business where you have to be everything for your company? You got to be the promoter. You got to be the one cooking up the product. You got to be the one making the labels. How? Have you navigated through that and how has that journey been for you just from the ground up building this thing? You really have to. I learned to be adaptable, right? Mm. It's really, really different because I went to school. um, I feel like school teaches you how to be an employee, right? So when you step into entrepreneurship, it's like it's nobody telling you got to be up at 830 and make those body butters. It's nobody telling you you got to pay your taxes at the end of the month. It's nobody telling you you need to be posting 10 times a day just so you can get your business out there. That's all on you. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not perfect. I'm a first-time entrepreneur. I make mistakes every single day, but every day I still get up and make sure my business is going to live to see another day. So it's really, you really have, if I had any advice for someone that's looking to start a business or thinking about it, get your mind right first. Get your mind right first because this world will eat you up and spit you out if you <laughs> let it. So really just finding that um, that mental strength first and then I would, you know, take the next step actually starting a business and things like that. Mm. Another thing I wish I did more was connect with people who already have businesses. Mm. Because a lot of times people compete instead of that, connecting. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. You want to align yourself with people that already have the success that you want. Like it, mm-hmm. it's okay to ask questions. I'm not saying copy, but it's okay to compare. It's okay to ask questions. That's how you learn. So if I could go back, I definitely would have um I definitely would have reached out to some more entrepreneurs and just asked them like for different questions and stuff because yeah, you could do research on YouTube, but that's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same as being able to sit down and actually pick somebody's brain it's not. It's who already not. went through the process. It's, yeah. it's different. And no sleeping on YouTube because YouTube will get you right. That yeah. YouTube university, you, sure. you learn a lot. But <laughs> it's something to be said about being able to sit across the table from somebody and really connect with a person. Exactly. And like take those notes, build those relationships. Relationships. And everything. people remember things like, you know, just being in the same room with somebody years later, you never know, you might connect with them again or they may be in a position to help your business in a way. So it, it's like I said, it's something to be said about just being across from people. And being able to do that. Um, Absolutely. 
And so sticking with natural glow essentials and you're saying you want to expand and continue to grow. What is the ultimate goal with natural glow essentials? Where do you see that in like the next five, 10, 15 years? I see natural glow essentials as a six figure business um, all over the globe. Right. So I want to be able to have stores all over the globe. And so, yes, I want to sell products, but I also want to use my business um, to educate our people. So whatever that looks like, whether it's I'm giving a postcard, whether I'm giving books out with the purchase, I don't know specifically, but I want to use natural glow to educate our people um, as well and expanding is not easy because <laughs> no it's for not if people that don't know like you use your own money to start up a business mm-hmm. like so you just think if i got a job and that one job is supposed to pay all my bills pay my rent and fund a business like yeah. that that could be a lot mm-hmm. that could definitely be a lot so i would definitely um encourage if you have another stream of income that you could kind of use to help fund your business so it's not you just using one stream of income to fund it that definitely helps a lot and for me trading investing from that money that i'm making from trading investing is what i'm using to fund natural glow Mm -hmm. and then the money i'm getting from my job i'm using to pay my bills or whatever and do whatever you need to exactly so that came that came in very very um handy because otherwise i was running myself been like yeah. running myself yeah. then and that's part of the reason why um I haven't really expanded as much as I want to yet. Um but, but it's, it's coming. coming. It's, it's coming. coming. It's coming. I'm coming. Patience is a virtue. So it, it's it definitely coming. is man. It's a muscle that you gotta exercise man. Absolutely. Patience. And it's giving me more time to just perfect the new stuff that I want to come out with. So yeah. it's, it's all good. And you gotta just take your time with it. You know, one thing that um Sticks with me all the time, my friend Reggie, you know, because he has a podcast as well. He was like, Smitty, one thing I'm going to tell you is don't feel pressure to put out mad episodes. Like, you do it at your pace. Same thing with me. And it's the same thing with you, yeah. Same thing with me because when I first started, I'm like, oh, I want this product, that product, that product. Yeah, you just, yeah, My boyfriend, like, Jasmine, you need to slow down, like, push the body butters that you have, and then, like, that's it. So I'm in a lot of, um, like, small business groups, like, on Facebook or follow a lot of different small businesses. And even they Mm -hmm. were saying the same thing. Like, you don't need 30 products. Like, you don't need 30 products. And social media and Instagram will get you into thinking, like, oh, I need 30 products. I need to be dropping a product every week. That that entrepreneur Instagram, investment Instagram. I'm telling you, you got to know how to filter stuff out. Yeah. You really do, or you're going to stagnate Some of it will lead you astray. Absolutely. Have you thinking you got to do a million things by tomorrow, and it's not feasible. And one thing you hit on, too, um, is about the financial aspect of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You know, not a lot of people think about it, but there's certain qualities that you have to, like, iron out before you can get into business. So you said the mentality, of course, but also being financially responsible. Absolutely. Because if you're someone who's not necessarily great with your finances and you jump into business, you just, if you can't handle your own finances, you're going to fumble the business finances. So that's one thing that like a lot of people don't think about. They just think like, all right, I'm going to put this money into it. Absolutely. I'm going to get money back. And there's so many different things in between that like sometimes a lot of people miss. So definitely that. And I'll also say people skills. Yeah. People skills. Um, and it's like that's minor, but it's not minor. It's, it's major. <laughs> I'm very big on people skills. I'm I'm not spending my money with you if you don't respect my time or my money. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I'm open. I give chances. Right. I've, I've, I've I give chances. But ultimately, after that second or third time, that's it. Like you can't get my money no more. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter if it's McDonald's. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who it is. It's just like, it, that's just not okay. Like, I'm giving you my hard-earned money and you're not respecting yeah. it or my time. Mm-mm. And a lot of people, they'd be like, yeah, you know, you got to support black businesses, support small businesses. And it's like, absolutely. I, I want to support you, but if you rude and you wasting my time, I don't care how good the product is. Then I'll is. go find another black business to support. Yeah. It's not just one black business selling shades. It's not just one black business you selling find body another butter. One. So absolutely keep it in the black community. But please, 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 if you're a business owner, <laughs> <laughs> we have to learn to be respectful. That's um, a fact. For sure. And it's like some people will say, well, I'm human too, and let's start with that. Like, once you step into the entrepreneurship world, like, I feel like people don't understand, like, you're stepping into another world. Like, yeah. you're stepping, you're, you're your own boss, you're your own CEO, like, you're doing everything. So you have to really embody that. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. And so people don't want to hear, oh, I had to bring my kid to the doctor. That's they why don't. I couldn't bring you your body butters when yeah. you already paid for them. It doesn't matter. That's not their problem. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound sensitive, but once you step into this world, it literally does not matter. Like, you're running a business. Like, if you were supposed to go pick up a Louis bag and they tell you when you come at 3 o'clock, oh, well, the bag didn't get here yet, so if you could wait till 5, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. So it's, don't do that to other people. That's Exactly. And like that, that customer service, them people skills is and big. Communication. I had a um, a lady who used to do my hair. She did my hair for years, and she was really good at what she did, and mm-hmm. that's why I stuck with her so long. But her people skills and communication and just professionalism was like was terrible. It? You would make an appointment for eleven thirty, show up at eleven thirty. She not getting there till twelve thirty, and I'm like, nah, see, we I can't keep. But she was good, so right. I, I I wrote it out for a while. But it's like. Get Come to a point now. where it's like it's I can't like can't, I'm trying to support you, but I can't do it no more. I can't. Right. I cannot. So, shifting a little bit from natural glow essentials to, uh, we're gonna move the timeline back a little bit to you in grad school. Okay, grad school jazz, right? <laughs> grad <school> so, jazz. <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know, you got your master's in social work from Howard University. Mm-hmm. So, how? was that experience, you know, because we touched a little bit on education earlier. Right. But just the overall experience, because we both went to WestCon, it's mm-hmm. a completely different world there versus what I'm assuming the world at Howard is like. Absolutely. So for starters, the reason why I relocated to D.C. to go to Howard, because um, growing up I was always interested in social work, yeah. but I wasn't interested in traditional social work. So I wasn't interested in the schools. I wasn't um, interested in the elderly. I wasn't interested in that. I was always wanted to do social work and criminal justice. Yeah. <laughs> and I was not going to stop until I could combine the two. <laughs> until you made it happen. Exactly. So Howard was the closest school that had a criminal justice focus within their MSW program. Mm. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going there. Like, that's it. I'm sold. I'm going. And I, I literally went. And so when I was down at Howard, I um, interned at Baltimore Circuit Court, right? Okay. And so that was really interesting. But to just to speak to the atmosphere in comparison to PWI, the culture like, when I tell you the coach, like, you come in with some new hair. Oh, my gosh, Jasmine, that's so <laughs> lit. Like, it's so, like, the energy, like, the yeah. vibes. Like, people don't totally understand how, vi- how real vibes are. Like, I can't even describe the vibe to you at Howard. Like, you literally just have to experience it for yourself. Mm. That's how real it is. I'm very, very thankful. Howard crossed me a pretty penny. I'll tell you the that. The price is it's there. It's it's there. Like my mom <laughs> took from her 401k. 
my my mom took from her 401k um to fund my Howard education. Mm. So I I like to say like she took from her future to fund my yeah. present. Like that's her retirement fund. Man. <laughs> yeah. So um very very thankful I got to experience Howard, but it did it did cost a pretty pretty penny. Um and like I said, the culture, the atmosphere, um just being taught by our people about our yeah, people. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Like what is it like being taught to be a social worker? From a social worker that looks like you, from a professor that looks like you, like how different is that? It's much different. The understanding, the level of understanding that's there, just a little, we got little sayings. I can't think of anything in particular, but you know, as a culture, like we got little yeah. sayings, like they understand those. You don't got to sit and we explain, <laughs> like, no, they know what you, they get like, what you're saying. They get saying. it, they understand. Exactly. Um, but Howard, Howard, um, was really, really experienced, mm. um, a great experience. And one of the things I remember the most is my criminal justice class. We went to speak to um, a group of individuals at a halfway house, D.C. halfway house. And this wasn't your regular, like, no, we got to sit down with them. They asked like us real, real questions, conversation. real conversation. Like, and I never had that before. So that was really, really something that I would never, never, ever forget. Like, just being able to have that raw conversation with them. It wasn't nothing was sugar-coated. Like, yeah. nothing was sugar-coated. Um, I can't really remember the specifics. But one of the things that I do remember is that um, clients know when you're BS. That's like, that's very they, true. They they know they, they can know when read you're not you genuine. like they know when you're not genuine and you're just trying to do your job by the book like they literally mm. know that. Um, and recently I met with a client in lockup at my job, which we'll get into my job in a little bit. And he told me he was like, Miss, he was like, I, I read energy. He was like, you, I'm, He was like, you got good energy. Like you're not yeah. judging me right now. You just let me talk. And I'm like, Yeah. Like clients know. Like people mm -hmm. read energy. I'm big on energy, so. I know people read energy for and sure. And it makes a huge difference in how effective you can be at your job. Absolutely. When you're just genuine, you're real, and you're not there just trying to do everything by the book, but you're there because you want to be there. Exactly. You have to develop any profession. Yeah, you're going to do stuff by the book, but ultimately you develop into your own professional. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's inevitable. Like, you, you have to. Otherwise, like I said, the client's going to know you're just doing yeah. stuff by the book. You don't have no... Nothing to yourself. You don't have your personality. You, mm. you can't. You can't do that. It's not going to be effective. So now sticking with Howard, mm -hmm. not only did you you graduate and get your MSW from there, but you also did something that I've never really seen anybody do. You got your license in social work before you even graduated. Before you walk across that stage and you feel me, turn a little tassel. So now, yes. what was that like? Like, how did you go about getting that license before you even walked across the stage? Were you just on it? Like, yo, I got to do this. Like, how did that so, come about? I'm not going to lie. A lot of it was peer pressure from professors. Mm. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to give y'all the, the real deal. It was peer pressure from professors. So in the DMV area, you can um, get your license um, three months before you graduate. Okay. In the DMV area. So a lot of professors really, really pushed, um, get your license before you graduate, get your license before you graduate. So me, this has always been me. Like, growing up, I always did what I was told from school. Yeah. And, again, we'll get into that later. That's not always good. But I always did what I was told, right? So I stressed myself out <laughs> trying to graduate, <laughs> trying to look for a job, and trying to study for that licensing exam. Um, and I passed, right? So yeah. I passed. I, I'm licensed. I'm not licensed in D.C. anymore because I didn't keep up with that license because I don't plan on going back down there. Um, but I did transfer my license to Connecticut. But that process, um, no joke. 
No joke? No joke. <laughs> no joke. Because you just think about the stress of grad school on top of a yeah. stress for a, an exam, a licensing exam, to ultimately not use because I don't use my license. I don't work underneath my license. So now that's the perfect segue, you know, transitioning from that. So you work now. You found a way to bridge social work and I, criminal justice with I where you're did, working at now. I did. Can you speak to how you're doing that a little yes. bit? So I'm currently um, a social worker in the public defender's office. So I'm a part of the defense team. So it's me. We have an investigator. Um, and then there's three or four attorneys that's in the office. So ultimately, if there's a case that's mental health related or they might mm. think it might be mental health related, they'll give me the case and then I'll... Go out, talk to the client, see if they have mental health issues, um, sit with clients at trials. We just had a trial not too long ago, um, an NGRI, so not guilty by reason of insanity trial, which was interesting. Mm. So I had to sit there, you know, with the client. So it's it's really, really interesting. I love being here, um, and I love what I do, but I will not be doing this as an employee forever. <laughs> forever so I'm forever. getting my experience now, um, but ultimately I want to take my passion with criminal justice and social work and kind of dip off and do my own thing. Start doing um, your own exactly, thing. Okay. Yeah. And then you mentioned just the the case you said, NGRI was the acronym? Yeah, so it's not so, guilty by um, reason of insanity. How often do cases like that come about? Is that something that's, like, common? Or, like, because, you know, you always hear people joking on TV, like, yo, I'm going to plead insanity. I'm going to act it's, crazy in the court. They're going to free me. I mean, we see a lot of people with mental health issues, but not a lot of people with mental health issues that rise to NGRI. Okay. So it's not simple as, oh, I'm crazy or honor I, I want to plead on some meds no, no, or something no, 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 no. Like. we hire doctors that go out and see the client they review records like mm. it's it's a process it's actually a you long, gotta legit be it's a long process so if you're malingering nine times out of ten somebody's going to catch you because when you're in jail they're literally watching you all the time like so you're if somebody's mm. like playing around I'm telling you, you probably gonna get caught. <laughs> it's just inevitable. It sounds like that's something. And that's a lot hard of people prove. will say like, oh, I, um, like you said, like, oh, I'll just plead, not I'll plead NGRI. Like, yeah, people don't understand the seriousness. Like people that that are found not guilty by reason of insanity, they're going to the hospital for X amount of years. It could be twenty, mm. it could be thirty, it could be forty. Like they don't know when they're getting out. So it's like so you avoid jail, but you kind of still in jail. Cause that's like, okay. what the hospitals are like. Mm. The hospitals are just like jail, but they're a hospital. Yeah, yeah. So it's I did. Not I learned know that. that early on, like okay. thinking just like you. Like I know I, I used to hear I people know, saying I'd rather go that. to the hospital or go to jail. I've heard some I, people say jail. You know, you hear a lot of people say I'd rather <laughs> go to jail in a weird way, like jail. For whatever reason, like some people, especially people who have been to jail multiple times, like they just, it starts to become a place where they feel comfortable because they just know how to navigate jail better than they know how to navigate freedom, society, yeah. And I find some clients that literally have been in jail more than they've been out. Really? Like the amount of years in their life, like their age, like 30 years old, probably been in jail for 20 years mm. so you get what i'm saying that's 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 a lot that's that that is a lot. a lot and so bridging social work and criminal justice have you had any cases come across your way that like really moved you in a way like man this is really like absolutely this is some deep deep stuff um i have a case right now that um involves the stabbing of a female 
um, and her son saw it. Mm. This is the stepdad. We'll say stepdad that that stabbed his girlfriend and the son the saw, saw some it. of it um, before he ran to go get help. So that that case really really mm. moved me, especially because of the child that saw some of it. Um, and this is a case that's up in the air right now. We don't want it to go to trial because it goes to trial it's not gonna go good yeah, <laughs> but you yeah. can't tell people what to do so that's the case right now yeah. that has really really moved me but i'm i'm on the part a side of things so i get all felonies all heinous crimes sex crimes murders oh, manslaughter so like yeah and so i had the opportunity Law before <laughs> i had the opportunity before to switch to another courthouse closer to new haven but it was part b like that's mm. traffic stuff i'm like yeah. i'm not into that like give me the murders <laughs> give me the manslaughter give me all the give yeah. me the heavy stuff man because i don't want to deal with the traffic yeah, i don't want to deal with the traffic no nah, i feel like that might get boring boring and yeah. then calling programs make sure people i'm okay no nah, i need that part a i need part a <laughs> <laughs> so now not only do you maneuver around in the social work world you also move around in the entrepreneurship world so being someone who dabbles in both do you have a side that you prefer that's tough because i feel (laughs) like i'm gonna get to a point where i'm gonna be able to do social work but i'm gonna be able to do it on the entrepreneur world you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be able to do it on my own terms and that's really when i what i want to get to and i want to push like we push school Yes, we need black social workers. Yes, we need black teachers. But we don't have to do it the traditional way, like mm-hmm. going to work in an actual K-8 school, like homeschool, like get the certificates for homeschool. Yeah. And I send my children to you so they can be taught by you mm-hmm. versus being taught by Karen. So that's my ultimate okay. goal. And it's funny you said that because you told me earlier when we was talking, you had a you had one white professor at Howard. Her name was Her Karen. Her name was Karen. That's kind of funny how that come full circle like that. Her name was Karen. We picked her brain on that too. Like, Miss, why do you, why, why did you want to be yeah, all the places uh, a professor you be, at Howard? I don't here? really remember her specific answer, but I will say I love Dr. Karen though. Yeah. My Shout dad. out to Dr. Karen. I if did. you ever listening to this, Dr. Karen, we love you. Yes. I never met you, but we love you, man. <laughs> um, so it sounds like, and what I'm picking up from you is you're someone who likes to like bridge a lot of things together. Like yes. you like to bring your different sides together to just make one beautiful thing. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to seeing you bridge that, that entrepreneurship piece with the social work piece. Mm-hmm. But you know, like we were saying, as far as the education system, not education itself, but mm-hmm. the education system, Blood. We have some, <laughs> it's a lot of flaws within that system, you it's know. It's flaws. And my biggest thing is, I remember, um, so I went to school my entire life. Let's start there. Like, I never took a break, right? So I went mm. to school. I went to high school. I went to um, undergrad. I went to graduate school. I did yeah, not straight. take any breaks. Straight through. And I feel like most people don't ever sit and think about that. Like, that's a long time. Yeah. And so I remember I was getting ready to be done with Howard, and I said to my boyfriend, like, wow, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm really about to be done yeah. with school. And it's like, he's like, you know, you'll learn Jasmine more. You'll learn who you are more. And ever since then, that's all I've done. Like, school teaches you how to be an employee. Mm-hmm. Teaches you how to be an employee. You might have some classes where you hear a little bit of entrepreneurship or financial wealth, but ultimately school teaches you how to be an employee. They tell you to go to school. They tell you to get a good job and then they tell you to work yeah, until you the die. ultimate goal <laughs> you hear a lot with school is to like be employable exactly yeah. exactly so it's like 
I'm not saying don't go to school. Like, I feel like our children should go to school just to be able to compete with, you know, basic the basics in the world. But um, our true history is very important, too. Yeah. Our true history is something that I've been doing a lot of research on since I've been out of school. And it's eye-opening. Because mm-hmm. I really sit back and it's like, well, that made sense. I did that in school. That made sense. Oh, that didn't work out for that person. That made sense. Yeah. Like, it's like everything comes full circle. Everything always does. Everything comes it full always circle. Does. So I'm not knocking school, but um, like when I have kids, they're not going to traditional school. Mm-hmm. So would you rather homeschool your kids? Homeschool, homeschool for definitely. Sure. Homes, even if it's not by me, but if it's by somebody else that looks like me and I mm-hmm. know the person, yeah, my kids not going to regular school. You know, it's it's important to be able to, and like we said, the education versus the education system. It's important to educate yourself, but Absolutely. people also have to be open to different forms of education. Exactly. It's not necessarily let's just hop into the system. Like you said, you was in school your entire and that's life. That's the sad part. Like people become brainwashed. I was brainwashed. Like let's just yeah, talk, you get conditioned for that me. way. Yeah, like you literally become brainwashed. Like it's it's inevitable. Like I literally have to unlearn everything that I've been I've learned my entire life, mm. my entire existence. Like like I said earlier, learning um learning to be in control of your emotions. Why isn't that something that's not taught in school? That's like the number one thing you need in yeah. life. You talk about mental health issues, right? That's, it's, it's something that's just now starting. You get to what come I'm about. saying? That's yeah, something after that, that so many different things. Yeah, have happened. and it's like why why not? And then you think about financial literacy and generational wealth. That's not taught in school. Mm-hmm. And you think about why not? It's it's on purpose. They don't teach you this on purpose. This is intentional. Yeah. It's it's not like a coincidence. No, they don't. They teach you what you need to know so you go be an employee. <laughs> so you go work. <laughs> the goal is it like like we were saying before, it definitely pushes you towards being employable. Cause even like when you're in like eighth grade, middle school type, they're like everything they're doing is to get you ready for high school. And when you're in high school, everything they're doing is to get you ready for college. And then you go to college. And then you go to college and they're not necessarily preparing you for anything after life other than the job field that you're going to jump into. And there's so much more to life than just the job you do. Like you said, understanding your emotions, Mm -hmm. knowing how to do taxes, all these different things that are credit that are extremely important, but. You spend 20-something years of your life, and you, you miss it. You miss it. You miss it, and you don't learn it until after. And usually it's trial and error, or you forget something, or, like, all of a sudden it's just thrown at you. Exactly. You know, even how to manage student loans. You know, if don't you're not going <laughs> to teach me in those years about financial responsibility, we signed our lives, why would what? you allow me to <laughs> sign for a loan that's going to, you feel me? Had me jammed up for the next jammed twenty years. Up. Let me tell you this: I was <laughs> sitting at Baltimore Circuit Court right at my internship one day. So it was two other interns. So they looking up their student loan debt. So I'm like, let me just peek at mine. Mm-mm. Oh, look, hurt. That number said one hundred and twenty-three thousand, and I'm like, something Mm-mm. must be wrong. Like I called them. They're like, no, that's right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Howard tipped me over. Howard cost me like eighty, ninety dollars, eighty, ninety grand. Grad school is what does it. To be offered 35K when I graduated with my master's and with my social work license. My mm. first job, full transparency, mm. out of graduate school was 35K. 35K. And then it's moments like that that make you look back and be like, was this worth it? And it's like, that's why I said, like, I think I would have still went to school, but yeah. 
it's I could have sold body butters when I was in school. It's things like that. You I would have been. Think you get what about. I'm saying? Yeah. Because they don't want you to think that way. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this way now because of the knowledge I've gained since being out of school, out of traditional school. So I'm not knocking school. I'm not knocking being an employee. But I will say, um, it's nothing wrong with having a job. But if you're only dependent on a job in 2021, yeah. I would not suggest it's it. It's like those those quotes you see, like one stream of income is too close it's to zero. Horrible. It's horrible. It's too because close you to just zero. think you got seven bills, seven to ten bills. With one stream of income, you're always going to be behind. Like, how? It's inevitable. So you add another stream of income, whatever that looks like, or two streams of income, it's like, okay, I get it. I I can manage better, a little bit better now. Yeah, and there was a statistic, and I don't know the exact numbers, but I think it was like a majority of families in America are like one, it was either $500 or $1,000, but one $500 emergency, like random expense away from being in a financial bind. Absolutely. And having this different streams of income, like having your job, also having something else you're passionate about that can make you money is important. So like even when you were saying you could have sold body butters in school, I think about different people who have different skills. Like you could do hair in school. Exactly. You could cut hair. How in school. many people you did we go makeup. to school with that right? you think back? Like, wow, they would have made a killing. Especially in school, because <laughs> everybody right there, you're not going nowhere else. Exactly. You feel me? Especially if you're from a whole other town. The like, need. The need the is, need there, is for there. Hair, makeup, haircuts, food, all like. All because you see a lot of people now selling food from their homes, Absolutely. and the food be fire, but like. We could have did that in school. Exactly. <laughs> so just having that mindset, understanding that, like, it's it's, it's not wrong to no. want a career. Absolutely. It's actually admirable. But you also have to have multiple ways right. you have to, to get to what you're trying to get to. to keep your options open like yeah. expand and that's why i say don't get that tunnel vision you, school teaches you tunnel vision mm-hmm. that's literally what school teaches you i was watching hidden colors yesterday i think it was two or three if anyone hasn't watched it yet i highly highly suggest watching it on the documentary mm-hmm. series um and krs1 was saying like you probably would have found three types of sleeves back in the day like you probably would have found one sleeve that was like um like, if you ask him, like, hey, what's going on? He's like, what do you mean what's going on? Like, I'm just working. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. Then he probably would have found another sleeve that's like, I mean, master kind of hard on me, but I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. And then you're going to find another slave that's like, listen, I don't know what's going on, but I need to go. Yeah. He compared that to when you ask somebody about a job. So, like, why do you work <laughs> at that job? Oh, I'm just getting by. Like, it's it's okay. I don't really like it, but. I'm just getting by. I'm yeah. putting food on the table. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of things. You got that other one. History repeats like, itself. Yeah. There are those, you know, now that I'm thinking about it. And a lot of times I've been that last person at the job. Like, oh, I don't know what's going on here, but I got to get up out of here. But you do see all those people. Like there's people that are there and it's like, yeah. You know, and then our good. society then, is like, if you're, why are you questioning where you're working when you have a job like you're getting money right that's how our society yeah, you shouldn't, us. so you when should, you say something like you should just be happy you should about just, it yeah exactly and that's a problem that is a that problem is I, I run into that sometimes I, I ran into that in the past like with my um my mom because our way of thinking is a little bit different mm-hmm. and it's part of it is because of how she grew up and the other part is like how i see things right and there'd be moments where i'm like yeah, I'm not trying to stay at this job no more. I'm gonna just get up and leave. And she's like, "No, what are you doing? It's a good job." And I'm like, "Mom, I'm out. Like, I'm, I'm not out. happy here. I don't like it. Vibes ain't I gotta right. Go. I gotta go." 
And she was like, well, you got to find something else before you. No, I'm out. I got to go. <laughs> like, if it gets to that point, I'm I'm gone. And I'll, go. I'll figure it out. I've always found a way to figure it out, and I pride myself on that. But, like, if when it's time to go, you got to go. It's time to go. And I feel like that's what I pride our generation on. Like, yeah. We're not going for that. Like I'm, nah, not, I'm we're, we're not, not going for that. I'm not putting up with it. And some people, some people call. Uh, I've heard this at my job before. Like, our generation is lazy. Like, we don't want to work. No, we don't want to work the traditional way that you worked for eighty years. We still yeah. want to make money, and we still are going to make money. We're just not doing it at the expense of twelve-hour shifts, four days a week. Yeah, because we don't have to. We found other ways to be able to make the same money that you're working twelve, thirteen hours for. We found to make it in whatever amount of time. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's from knowledge. It's from research. It's from asking questions. It's and one thing, too, and I was listening to a, a, a different podcast before you came in. It's a, it's called Keep Running with Kendra Stacy, um, And she's she's dope. I went to middle school with her. She was like a year below me, but dope person. And she was mentioning in the episode how jobs now need to cater to this new generation. Because the idea, the thinking, the structure, the way it's set up is like for our older way exactly. of thinking. And the way we feel about jobs and how the turnover rate is crazy, we just get up and leave, the vibes not right, things. She was saying how jobs need to cater to us now. Like they need to be flexible to how we live our lives, mm-hmm. how we do things, how we think, that what's important to us. And I was like, you know, I never, that I is never true. thought about that. But that it's true. That is true because things get outdated. Yeah. Like we're talking about the educational system. Like, that is true. That that definitely is true. Yeah, not only is the education system outdated, but the way a lot of jobs are structured is outdated. And I think outdated. partially this pandemic has kind of kind of helped it a little bit, like Absolutely. with more people being able to work at home. Hopefully that's a thing that sticks with a lot of places. But, like, do we really need to come in all the time? Thank you. A lot they of the stuff they want to have. Like, a lot of things they want to <laughs> talk about, that could be an email. Exactly. You could text it to me. Like, even employers sending text messages now. Like, employers, everything used to be email, phone mm-hmm. call, email. And a lot of it's like, yo, bro, just text me. Just text I, just don't, me. I don't, I don't want to pick up the phone and talk to you about this. Just right. text it to me. So, even little things like that, employers kind of got to start shifting to what works for this generation Absolutely. of workers. Absolutely. Are they going to keep losing <laughs> <laughs> They're going to keep losing people but A lot of don't. people are also, like, what I'm doing, so, like, I don't want to be an employee for the rest of my life, right? So I'm using my job as an asset. Yeah. I'm using my job. Some of the money is funding natural glow. Some of it is going to my trading account. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? So you have to, you'll be able to get to um, a place where it's like, okay, I know I could use this to fund that, and I could use that to fund that. Yeah. So now I don't need that no more. I don't need the traditional nine to five no yeah. more because Natural Glow is bringing me this, trading investments bringing me this, business part of trading investments bringing me this, investment property bringing me this. Yeah. So it's not it that's what people don't too. get. Like millennials, we're not lazy. We just want to work smarter and not harder. Yes. That's the bottom line. Like we still want the money, but we also want the time freedom. For me, I don't want to work from nine to five yeah. every day. I don't want to do that. We 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 want the bag. We want to get there, but we're not about to kill ourselves to do it and ourselves. like sacrifice the prime years of our life, right. the next 20, 30 years to just be in somewhere every day for eight hours. Exactly. There's an easier way to do that, and we got to figure that out. Got to figure it out. So, you know, last thing I want to ask you is 
now that you you've embarked on this journey, you know, you you got the masters, you went through the education route, you're working where you want to work, you're doing all these different things, you're wearing a lot of different hats. Mm-hmm. What is something that you would tell a younger Jasmine? A younger Jasmine? Yeah, what is something that you would tell a younger you? Ooh, I like that. A younger me. You don't have it all figured out and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have it all figured out and it's okay. Like, it's literally okay. You don't got to have all the answers. don't have to have all the answers. Like, I feel like that was me, and I still struggle with that today. Like, sometimes it's like, Jasmine, chill. Like, it, the universe is going to do its thing. Like, whatever it's going to be is going to be. Like, you're not always in control of everything. Even yeah. stepping into running your own business, I'm still not in control of everything. Like, yeah. I can make the body butters. I can sell the body. But you know what I'm saying? But it's still stuff that might come up or something that might just pop up and it's like it's and that's okay it's yeah literally that's, that's okay. really okay it's okay like it's literally okay i like that because a lot of times you know we want to like know everything and know everything we're getting into and have the answers and like be secure in that but part of it is like you just gotta roll with it you gotta roll with it and that's how you that's how i kind of got introduced to trading and investing it's like I mean, I didn't know much about it, but I mean, it's something new. I could, I could just listen. I could just listen to the information, and not even just with that. I feel like that's where that's where a lot of people need to be at. Like, it's okay. Like, you don't have everything figured out. Listen to some new information. You might learn yeah. something. It's listen okay to, to open your mind new. up to something else. It's okay. And now that's another thing. Open, keeping an open mind. Like I said, I did everything by the book. Mm-hmm. I went to school. I got 4.0s. I got 3.0s. I got my license. I did everything y'all told me to do. Yeah. I, and did it, like, and I did to it. the highest and level. And that's what I try to tell my mom. Like, it's some people that went to school not knocking them. They did the bare minimum, right? Mm-hmm. They, they they went to goodbye. That wasn't me. I was an overachiever. So yeah. you can imagine the extra anxiety that comes with that. Mm-hmm. For, for why? For why, <laughs> ultimately. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like... But you can't go back and change it. You can only move forward. And so I'm going to keep indulging the knowledge I'm indulging in, sharing it with everyone. Um, Because, like I said, our history, we need to know our history, not Mm -hmm. the history that they teach us, not the history that they watered down, not the history that they omitted everything magnificent about black people. (laughs) Not that. We need to know our history. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I would definitely tell my younger self that, like, it's okay to not know everything. It's okay to not have everything figured out and keep an open mind. Okay. Keep an open dope, mind. Man. Well, Jazz, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate and, uh, you for having me. real quick, me. before you go, where can people find you, your products, the social medias, all that fun stuff? Okay. So, Natural Glow Essentials LLC, that's the name on Instagram. Um, that's also the name on Facebook. And mm. then my personal Instagram is underscore I am her 18. Okay, dope, dope, dope. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate everyone listening. Thank you for tuning in. And this has been Daily Dimensions. Peace.